0: proud to announce, from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Harden is strong as a bull as everybody knows. Go! Awesome. Goal! Are you kidding me? Captainon slaps it home. What a brilliant pass from Brian Boyle. And the Leafs win it in overtime. This case such an idiot here. Okay, it's officially apocalypse now, which is, has its new meaning, I think for everybody. Um, it's a weird world out there. Uh, looking around trying to Figure out what's actually going on and how everyone's moving forward. Um, it's weird. Uh, but anyway, do my best to talk about sports. Because there's no specific news that is uh, tailored to one team. So I'm just going to go through many things today. Um, everything feels a bit disjointed because of the way things are going and the lack of information and just the lack of like anything in the world people are getting in trouble for going to the beach and hanging out with friends and all kinds of things. And I mean, I can't blame them, but it's also like, like everything's literally on shutdown. So there's just, it's almost like, it's gotta be like being closer to the like early 1920s or something, maybe before that, when people were on farms and just living with their families and doing their thing. Um, except now we don't have like work or like, you know, tons of stuff to do to survive like you don't smoke meat for seven hours to uh to live maybe that was the 1800s but something like that it's kind of this weird isolation with a ton to keep your mind occupied but then almost nothing new because there's no new movies. like there's it's it's so weird but anyway something that is new um completely unrelated you know it's like a slow news week when i start talking about the nfl but uh So Brady decided to go to Tampa, which is apparently big news. (laughs) I mean, I'm not that isolated from that. I mean, I know he's a big deal and, you know, the New England Patriots and all that kind of stuff. And he won several championships, Super Bowls. I've actually watched a couple. But anyway, he decided to go different ways. And I think it was because of cap situation in the NFL and... You know, just disagreement about a one or two year contract or maybe the the Patriots thought that they could, uh, you know, do without him and find a different way. But it is interesting to see something like this, Um, you know, a big longtime player who, who meant a lot to an organization, who made a lot of money, who is, you know, a superstar in his own right. Um, moving on and maybe his twilight years, probably in his 40s, seems like it. Uh, It seems very similar to the Joe Thornton thing to me. The only difference is Joe Thornton doesn't have, like, any championships. So that's kind of a a thing not in his favor. But so, like, if you like, could you imagine Joe Thornton just going to a team that wasn't relevant or as relevant or not very likely to make the playoffs or win a Stanley Cup? Like, I was just kind of thinking, like, what if he went to, like, L.A. or something next year? Wouldn't that be weird? Like, even though it's a rival, but the fact that, like, they're probably not going to win a cup. Or Ottawa. That would be... That would be the strangest. <laughs> Just goes to Ottawa. No chance. Maybe like, oh, well, whatever. They're going to give me 6000000 million. I'll go... Uh, that would be really funny. Um, I do like when these big moves happen uh, in any work because it gives people something to talk about. Uh, specifically for hockey, I would love it if they did this more often. Um... It kind of reminds me in another way of the Jerome McGinley one when he went to Colorado because he was, he was a decent player uh, still at that point. Like he was, you know, he was starting to slow down a bit, but he was still able to play. And I think it was like, oh, this is his last chance. And everyone's like, he's going to go to a big team. You know, he's going to go to Boston or something. But in the end, he decided to go to uh, Colorado and they were not a great team at the time. And I remember when he signed, talking to a few friends, just going like, why is he going there? Like, they might be good in a couple of years, but by the time they do get good, he's going to be retired. And I think he was, was wasn't his last year the year that they uh, were like one of the worst teams in like 20 years? Which, hello Detroit. Um, uh, They've got something to say about that. Hold my beer. Um, But yeah, he goes there. He was one of the biggest players that summer and yeah that was a head scratcher uh, to say the least um it's very similar to this old tom brady thing i mean i'm a little worried that joe thornton will do something similar just go to a team that where he has no chance and it will kind of end his career in a crappy way hopefully not um but we still have to kind of wait and see on that one uh it's it's a little frustrating that there isn't more moves like this in the NHL. Like I like the fact that players are uh, dedicated to their teams, especially when you have like your favorite teams. Um it's all my favorite teams, if some of the major players left that I really like, uh, I'd be pretty <laughs> it'd be pretty annoying. So um it's good and bad. Uh other news this week. There's been lots of discussion on the playoff format. I'm not really too set on making a whole episode on the uh, format but I might do it next week I was going to do it this week I kind of touched on it recently but it's still something that's up in the air and I would just like some statement from the NHL to like about what they're actually leaning towards instead of like this peripheral information of you know people like Pierre Lebrun or some tweet like oh it could be this could be this could be this and people coming with all these stupid ideas that might make sense or it's not gonna cost the leak way too much money so there's just no way there's just no chance um, that they'll even think about it uh... so i'd just like a little bit more information but you know eventually i would like to sit down and kind of figure something out for that Um, cap issues for next year so i didn't realize that this could actually happen but apparently if revenues are down so much this year like which they guaranteed are um, that, that's how they cha- adjust it for next year. And so if it goes down a lot this year, they could essentially lower the cap next year. Which if you're, a, if you're a fan of a team that's like cash strapped or cap strapped, IE leaves, um, you'd look at that and go, Oh my God, like what, what kind of team would show up next year if the cap went down like 3 million or, or whatever. Uh, that is a scary thought. Um, they could, I've heard they could make an agreement, you know, with the players association to like hold off, uh, changing the cap. It'll just stay the same. Um, but then there's the whole escrow thing, which players are like, oh, I'm not going to give more of my money away. Um, that could pop up. So I mean, it all depends on the, the, the recuperation of losses from this summer and all that, uh, and the playoffs and how, if it actually happens, how much they play, all that kind of crap. Uh, so that's kind of curious. The other thing I was thinking about is like, how does this not only does this affect the money this year, but how does this affect next year? Like if they're if all the sports come back at once, because normally they're sort of staggered. And when like the main season starts and playoffs and all that, if they all end up like baseball starts at once, hockey restarts, everything's on at once. Is that going to lower ratings or are people going to be so excited that this ratings will be up everywhere across the board? Uh, similarly, if the playoffs were to go in, say, September, and they end in early October, uh, will that have an effect on like the next season, where people are like, oh, "I'm kind of bored of hockey. I've just had two months of it. Um, I don't really want to rewatch another season again." Like, is it gonna cause a problem there, or is there gonna have a lead-up effect where people are gonna be like, "The playoffs were so good. I was so excited to finally have it back. That now that it's coming back, I'm super excited that it is. It is back, and I'm just people are just gonna binge games again." and yeah and how about the condensed schedule if we're starting to have games from november to like the regular end of april next year um that will condense the schedule so now you're going to have like way more games more frequently is that going to have a a negative effect because maybe some people have more teams they like to watch but now they're all overlapping all the time um it's really interesting how that's going to affect the playoff format this year or the cap issues this year or sorry for next year and the next year after that because the TV deal is supposed to kick in. So if you have these two disjointed years where things don't make sense and everything's going to be all up in the air and maybe it's a down year, uh, maybe the cap won't go up this huge amount that everybody else thought it would from the uh, reorganization of the uh, TV deal. There's so many weird implications of this, uh, not just for the NHL but globally. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Next, oh, recently, um, two players were uh, found to have COVID-19, uh, and recently a U.S. Senator Rand Paul was the first senator to have it. Uh, this is one of those things where it kind of worries me that if not a lot of players get it, like say only like 5% of them get it, that means 95% of them, without the avenue of a vaccine, could get it again, or could actually get it, and then it'll just respread throughout the league, and then they'll have to shut down the season again. Like, that seems extremely likely that something like that's going to happen. Unless we have some type of, I don't know, crazy measures of just locking them up in, like, bunkers and cells and stuff and purifying the buildings every time they come in. Purelling every corner. Um, it's This whole thing is going to be a mess, to be honest. We all think it's going to be over in, like, five, six weeks. Like, no chance. This is going to keep boiling over because the second they open the doors and they allow people to... Fully circulate again. It's going to just ramp right back up, unless we unless we somehow to get to case zero again, uh, in like Canada and the U.S. Which how is that going to happen? Because you know, once things open up, uh, people are going to start traveling again. They're going to be like, well, why can't I go overseas? Um, and they're going to just be like, screw it, I want to go on my trip. I'm not going to wait anymore. Uh, stuff like that is just going to fly all over the place, and then it's just going to happen right again. So get ready. This is going to be horrible. Um, oh, the NHL team. So several of them have recently um, decided to pay their uh, players or pay the staff, part-time staff, who has been out of work because of this, like concession people, a certain amount of money. And they, there's, they're a little bit vague on what they're actually paying them. Um, the the two most notable was four actually, I'm talk about uh, the two most notable though uh, the Bruins owner uh, was one of the last to go in, and Calgary which was really funny, um, so the Bruins owners like refused to pay. He was the last one after intense public pressure and their governor general uh, saying something to him. He finally decided to set up like a 1.5 million dollar fund, which. If you really think about it, that is not actually a lot of money for in this situation. Because I think they have over a thousand workers. And let's just say it's a thousand, just for easy easy sake of conversation. If it's a thousand, that means that's a thousand dollars per worker. Okay, so yeah. How far is that going to get them? Is that even a, a month worth of their actual work they would have gotten? Maybe it is. Maybe it's a full month. Of work that they could have gone maybe they'll also get EI and this supplements and it's like an extra 300 bucks a month per worker plus their EI and that's and it is enough but it does seem like pretty low number um, and there's another thing uh, most people don't realize that the Bruins and Buffalo decided that yes they're gonna pay their workers but they're not gonna pay them until they know when the schedule is coming back so essentially they're not getting paid until the games start again, which is like, <laughs> like, am I the only one who, who looks at that and goes, ah, uh, what? Like, so you're not paying them. Like, you're just delay, you're just saying you're going to, we have this fund, but we're not gonna actually pay anybody until they work. So this is an emergency fund. This is just like, we will be able to pay them if the work starts again. It's like, what the, I don't know what they are thinking. It's a real weird way of like helping people. Now maybe I misunderstood what this was, and this part-time fund actually does help these people. But from the articles I read, there no nobody's most of the or a few of these teams are not paying anybody anything until they actually work. They're just saying that they will get paid once they know when the games are coming. So so they could like get you know prepaid, but then they still have to work, and they won't get paid then. So what the what the hell? So imagine like you're you're waiting, you're normally expecting, okay, I work part-time for the arenas in the winter. Uh, Once the playoffs are over, if their team gets eliminated or whatever, uh, then I start and get like a summer job at like a golf course or something. And that's how I continue paying my bills. But if you don't have that winter job and you get nothing, well, the summer job, if that even starts, like, can you take that? Are you going to be able to do that? Are you going to be able to work that and then not lose your job at the arena are you still going to get back paid like it is a mess of a situation for that and the Bruins owner definitely didn't help themselves and it just added to reasons why i do not like them uh the Calgary situation was really funny you know the the city of or city of Calgary and the uh, flame sports organization bickered and argued about who's going to pay for the arena they wanted the city to pay more they finally got them to pay like a huge chunk of it and they're like well you know you need to help the team or team can't stay and how are we supposed to afford this this is a bit ridiculous uh so they finally get their money for the new arena and then when the people actually need them um they're like oh no we're out of cash still nothing we can do uh talk to the government it was like are you that is a huge joke um so the Bruins and the Flames are officially my two least favorite teams in the league right now over all this. Uh, surprisingly, uh, one of the teams that beat them to it was the Ottawa Senators. So Melnick um, was one of the first people that were like, yeah, we're going to pay people during this time. And now there's still that gray area of like, are they getting paid now? Or is this like, do they have to wait months? Like what's actually happening here? Um but yeah, it's just funny that he beat them out of all the teams. He figured they'd be last. Um, but the good news, though, players like Bobrovsky and Marc-Andre Fleury have each donated $100,000 to these relief funds that help these people who are unable to work. So that's really good. And it's too, you know, that's that just boosts my actual like of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, it was pretty low before, but you know what? I'll cheer for him now. That was a good thing. Um, and the best one of all that I've seen, uh, of course, bias, bias hard there. Uh, the Toronto team fund of the Leafs, the Raptors, the Jays, and the Argos are all contributing to a bigger fund to help these part-time workers. So I hope all this is not some type of ret, or what do you call it, uh, retroactive thing where like it has to be acknowledged and they'll get paid it in the future, or they're going to get paid like a month and a half from now when they're desperate. Uh, but then they're still going to have to work in the future to make up for it or something. Uh, yeah, that's not really how this should work. This should be like, okay, so we're going to pay people right now um, for the t- a little bit of money, like help them, assist and top it on on EI, um, so that they can at least live a dignified life. And then uh, once their work starts, then they'll just get paid their regular work when they come, like on top of it, not just like, you you we help you now, you owe me later. Um, that's not really how this should work because it's, it's not just going to mess up their financial situation. Now it messes it up later if they're going to have to change their, uh, work schedules for the year. Um, and most importantly in Leafs news, (laughs) Mitch Marner and Hyman are talking about that they each play PS4 or Marner said he plays PS4. Uh, I hope they're not doing that too much. (laughs) I mean. You imagine they all come back like Marner's like he goes from like what 160, 175 to like 200 pounds. He just like doesn't care. He just games. He's like, whatever. They'll give us warning. And then they give him like a weak warning and say, like, oh, crap, I can't get in time. Uh, yeah, You got to be really careful with that. Uh, and it's, you know, just a little lighter note. There's kind of this funny thing of like all these sports people like coming on and um, doing like weird things like this is how you wash your hands properly you sing the happy birthday song twice uh, a little side note about that i hate that reference just because it's one of those things it's like does anybody really sit there and go happy birthday to you happy birthday dear covid virus happy birthday to you and then one more time to cure it like ugh. it's it, it makes sense like yes 20 seconds or 26 seconds to properly get rid of it I get it. I really do. But when they come up with like these silly ways to like get it when, cause like they think people can't count. Uh, i am just, it just makes me laugh. Uh, we also, I remember having this at a job site where there was the flu going around. So they make this little plea, like, please wash your hands. And then they start telling everyone to sing happy birthday. Uh, and we, some of us would joke around and like just sing happy birthday to people next b- beside us who, You know, it wasn't their birthday, we were just like, happy birthday dear Tom, happy birthday to you, but then we were just like, ah, so stupid, um, yeah, they need to come up with a better way, like, just explain, wash your hands, 20 seconds, move the soap around, get proper soap, you're good, instead of trying to treat everyone like children and, like, make sure you sing happy birthday to get it, um, yeah, it just makes me laugh, um, And I think that's going to be it for me this week. That's all my notes. That's all I got. Hope everyone's staying safe. Avoid COVID if you can. Although I don't think we can, and I think we're probably screwed, and that this is just going to keep cascading and wrecking the economy until people are like, whatever, just everyone get out. Let's just see what happens and deal with the aftermath. That's probably my worst fear. Um, And in this time, no one will prepare for it. And so we'll just end up being screwed later instead of earlier. Um, But I hope not. Anyway.